Hello, monsters. My name is Jane Judge. Welcome to Monsters University, a homebrew tabletop role-playing game hosted live at twitch.tv slash janejudge. Enjoy this silly role-playing game with me and my friends. Okay, welcome, monsters, to episode 21 of Monsters University. I started writing titles for them, so the title for this one is The Red Castle. <laughs> so, let's get it started with a good old evil laugh. <laughs> okay, last time we had kind of a day off. We hung out, we went camping, we celebrated Kimmy's death day, we went skinny dipping, we drank some drinks, we ate some hydrangea, we saw Bigfoot in lingerie, we had a three-legged strap-on contest, you know, all the good stuff. But today, we are back at school, and we're about to get serious about schooling yet again. So, <clears throat> we are going to start today's session in the English classroom. Oh, and I did not bring you here to the classroom. Well-oiled machine over here, y'all. So you're all sitting in English class. Uh, the professor was supposed to be here about five minutes ago. You don't know Professor Ayard to be someone who is late usually. So everyone in class is chatting. It's kind of a loud, boisterous environment. Someone's throwing a paper airplane in the back of the classroom. Um, and you all hear Megara, who is uh, sort of like a pink frilly dress princess kind of girl. And uh, she's wearing high heels and she's got a little bit of perfume on her and her homework on uh, personal stationery up on the front of her desk. She's saying, well, I don't know what you all went there for. You know, I've been up on the mountain up there and I've never seen a Bigfoot. Did you ever think that maybe the problem was you? What are you talking about? Of course a Bigfoot would want to have sex with me, but there just aren't any up there. It's a myth. I guess maybe they thought you'd put up too much of a, a fuss. I don't know. Did you what? turn off the clock? Well, of course not. They told me not to touch the clock, so I didn't. You fucked that was up. smart. That was no. Okay, so it's something to do with that. She like looks at her sisters. We've got another weekend trip to do. Keep us posted on how it turns out. I knew it. I knew Bigfoot was real. Just turn off the clock, and you'll have a great time. But they said not to turn it off. They said it was important. I mean, didn't y'all meet Mandy? Yeah, but we don't listen so good. Ma Mandy was very nice and understood that we had to turn off the clock. Well, I'm going to go earn my stickers this weekend. Okay. As you are all talking, we are going to focus in on the back of the classroom and Bender and Sarah are sitting next to each other, sort of chatting and hanging out. And Sarah's like, hey, Bender, got any of those snacks? 
oh yeah, which ones? And I just like open up my jacket and there's like, you know, various drugs, brain jars. Oh, wow. I just meant the brownies. But you are well stocked. Oh yeah, and brownie uh, comes off of the trench coat sleeve. Yeah, yeah. Okay, eat one. Come on, I want to feel it. She uh, looks around, makes sure there's still no teacher, and just like... <sighs> okay, you scarf the brownie. And Professor Oyard doesn't come in yet, but you start feeling a little floaty. Feeling a little, you know, vibey. And Sarah uh, reaches her hand over to you, like she's asking to come inside. Bender leans in and meshes with her. Oh, yeah. That feels nice. All right. What do you think we're doing today? More stupid poetry? Eh, probably. It is a yard, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll hear a recap from Lily later. Don't worry about it. Let's uh, hang out during class. All right. Gonna, like, look to the back of the class for, like, a, a place to just chill in. There is definitely a back row that is empty. The front of this classroom is packed with every girl in this class who has a huge crush on a yard. <laughs> um, but the back of the classroom is pretty vacant in this moment. Yeah, we'll be able to slip back there. No one will notice. Yeah, yeah, and no she just looking. like chills uh, in like a chair in the very, very far back of the classroom. Okay, so tell me all about the weekend. Was Sarah... Oh, did she stay home for it? No, she came with. Oh. I just want to hear it, you know. What was he um, I think probably bending over Bigfoot and just going at his butt. Oh, yeah, that was it's a long time for you. How about you? You know... I think I like the skinny dipping. It was pretty fun. I haven't been in a lake since, you know. Feels uh, different on your ectoplasm. Oh yeah, how does it feel to be a ghost in water? I guess I could kind of choose to go through it, or to touch it, or both. I don't know, it was weird. Oh, <gasps> Could you do like a Kimmy thing where like, you become a ghost cube of water? <laughs> Just like spread out? Yeah, yeah, I'll have to ask Kimmy for practice. She, like, pulls out a little bag of ghost blueberries and starts snacking on them. You're hungry, I can feel it. Go on. I know you got some brains or something in there. Keep yourself full. Pop a brain off the sleeve and just... start munching. Sarah keeps talking about uh, the crazy Bigfoot orgy you had. She's like listing all the types of Bigfoots that you saw and trying to like categorize them and make a little sketch of the Bigfoot that you all played with. Yeah, the little foot big? That one was crazy. It was a Bigfoot with little feet. Yeah, yeah, they had a wild energy, you know? Probably compensating for the feet. Yeah, I imagine if your name is Bigfoot and you ain't got the Bigfoot, you know? Must be hard. You suddenly feel a little weird, Bender. That um, piece of brain you ate is hitting you hard. Can you feel a little dizzy? Can you roll me a fight? Uh, 
16, you are able to hold your own. You don't lose your brains. But you do feel a noise in the back of your head. It sounds almost like it's saying hunger, feed, consume, eat more. And then it's gone. Gonna like look left and right, see if anybody else heard that. Sarah's like, and you know, the Bigfoot with the lingerie? I hadn't thought about how like fur would affect the lingerie. I think I could design something. Maybe when we go back up there next time, I could have like a little prototype, see if they would be interested in that. Okay. Pedro's gonna like look really nervous and just like start shoveling the brains in really quickly. Hey, what was that? What's going on? I think they're talking to me, man. I'm kind of freaking out who's talking to you the bigfoot you didn't feel that hear that uh no it i was eating and it told me to eat harder so i did oh well uh, okay eat harder let, let me see if i can hear it and she like sort of leans her head into yours and tries to listen in your brain just fucking going to town on the brain jar. <laughs> you feel it again, and this time it's a little more intense, and you have a choice to lean into this or to try and pull back away. Is it like a sick feeling or just like there's something there? It's a feeling in your pit of your stomach, in your brain. It's almost like sick, but kind of uh, spinny at the same time. Not like you're going to throw up or anything, but like you were going to... Something's happening. Something's activating. Bandra's going to go for it. Okay. You lean in. Almost involuntarily, your eyes close. You're like chugging the last bit of the juice of the brain jar. And suddenly you see, almost like from a third person perspective, yourself sitting in the back of the classroom. Your friends... Throwing people airplanes, McGarth. I don't hear anything. My Discord is frozen. Hang on, y'all. Pause one moment. I believe we have a frozen Discord. Let me check if we are live on the stream. Okay, I think it's still going on the stream. Okay, looks like things froze up here for a second, but we're good. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead, Bender. Um, she's gonna just, like, be looking around and see if anything in the room changes. You're looking around. You don't see anything. But suddenly you hear Nagara repeat the same line. Well, we're gonna go again this weekend. You just heard that. And you look to the doors, almost reflexively. They blast open, and Professor Ayard comes in, and he drops the book. 
the explanation of magical contracts for the brainless right near your chair. So, like, when Bender hears the first line of Megara, she's just going to, like, point to the door, say what's about to happen, point to the ground, like, say where a book's going to drop, and just, like, to, like, indicate to Sarah. Okay, how did you do that? How did you know that? I don't know, but it happened in the library, too, and it might have to do with the brains? Oh, I've eaten a lot of brains. Yeah? I wonder if one of them had powers. Well, you said you did taste that crazy brain down underneath the res halls? In the big jaws and stuff? Oh, that was like a lot of brains, yeah. It was like a brain smoothie. Did you, did you feel connected to it or anything like that? I mean, I know we all sort of come from it. Oh yeah, we were like still tripping out about like the flesh palace, but I think so. I think that felt different. Yeah, like a like a different brain. Shit's been kind of weird ever since. Well, do you feel alright? You mean to go with something or? I think I'm okay, but I I don't have any more brains. <laughs> Just like showing that like she's eaten them all. Yeah, that was kind of a lot. Well, uh, can you see the future anymore? It just kind of happens. All right. And as this conversation is happening, Professor Ayard has picked up his book and he's moved to the front of the classroom. He sets down a big stack of books. They're all about law. One is called Monster Law, Binding Agreements for Stupid Imps. Another one is called Intricacies of Geese and Other Magical Bonds. And he sits down, um, Professor Ayard has like those little elbow patches on his jacket and he uh, sits on the front of his desk as he usually does, and, like crosses his legs. All right, class. Are you all ready for a challenge today? Yes. <laughs> Very enthusiastic response. I see what they're teaching you these days. Monsters in today's age need to know how to defend themselves. You all need to know the dangers around you here at Monsters University and in the world at large. Monsters are often hunted, and I want you all to be prepared for that. Now, I know this may be an English classroom, but I have prepared something that I think will help you all through this. Are they cutting words? What's that? Juxtapositions. I don't know. Things to uh, hurt people with? With well, language. Words have a great power. Words can hold you to agreements that you may not choose to keep. Magical words, specifically, are extremely powerful. But today, we'll be playing with words in a different way. Now, I have been spending a lot of time beneath the school, in the labyrinth beneath, and I know some of you have been exploring it as well. I have designed a few rooms based on my favorite authors, and all of you are going to have to go and explore my dungeon. And he like makes eye contact with you, Lily, as he says that. 
Lily's at like the closest desk, just like hard eyes up, like, okay. <laughs> Now, class, I'd like you to sort yourselves into groups of about five or six each. You all gather yourselves together. Um, in this classroom is also most of your companions, but they're gonna go into a different room. So we'll choose the five of you. All right, now, are you all ready? for the greatest challenge that you will ever face in my English classroom, besides the final exams, of course. How much of our grade is this? This is more important than your grades, Kimmy, but it will be about 20%. All right, well, if you've finished with your childish bickering and you're all in your assigned groups, Professor Ayard is uh, maybe a little snippier than usual. He takes his uh, stack of law books and he says, all right, well, I will be outside the rooms doing some light reading. If any of you need assistance, let me walk you to the residence halls. And he storms out of the classroom, not waiting for anyone to come with him. Bender is gonna yell from the back, yeah, Lily needs your assistance, hey! Only always. Okay, so the entire class does a little trip over to the residence halls. Now, you're all very familiar with this. You live here, but you haven't been beneath it very much. Uh, Professor Ayard walks you around to the side of the residence hall buildings, and there's a big storm door that goes into a basement. And he uh, touches it and then pulls open one of the doors. All right, class. Now. I would advise you not to speak of what you see under here with any of your fellow students, as we will all be going through this. But I would advise you even more strongly not to discuss this with your fellow teachers. They may see my methods as crude, but I think it's important that you all know. All right. And with that, we will assign the first group to this area. And he sort of like points into a room. This one is my Marquez room. And he uh, opens a door. And uh, like all of the doors under here, the sides of the walls of the door sort of intersect with other doors in an impossible way. And when he pulls one open, uh, you see people with wings flying through the sky and having normal conversations and like drinking coffee in a cafe with wings. And um, he like ushers a group of five into there and shuts the door. This next room is based on Dostoevsky. Any volunteers? I'm sure this will be a popular one. No, I didn't think so. Megara, your group goes in here. And he opens the door and it's like a horrible screaming winter storm in Russia. Uh, the colors are all like drab and gray. Megara's like, damn it, this one, really? I didn't even bring my winter boots. The next door opens. Right, this one's Scrom, the most important goblin author of our time. Any volunteers for this one? It is like an eternal battle 
conflict of thousands of goblins screaming and fighting and dying. Right, Ishtol, you and your friends in here. And Professor Ayard comes to the last room. Your group, Chaz, Bender, Kimmy, Lily, and Evelyn, is the last. All right. Now this one I chose specifically for you, friends. I want you to understand that there are some things that I am not at liberty to discuss. Is that clear? However, I can show you. And you may ask questions of others who may not be under the same restrictions. I'm sorry, it's difficult even to talk about what is happening here. Do you have any questions? He's like touching on him like, you can't even tell me. I'm sorry, dear. As I have said before, these magical words have great powers. And if I were to break my word, there would be dire consequences. But hopefully, I have prepared you all. And my friend, the Baron, inside, is under no such agreement. Be aware, the Baron's castle may be filled with pleasures and sins, but the greatest sin of all of them is at the castle's heart, beating. Oh, sounds like a plan. We'll find this Baron and get some more information on your promise. Yes. The Baron is a powerful ally. He may not be a friend you would like to piss off. Are you sure you want to send us, then? We piss yes. a lot of people Okay, cool. <laughs> you do. You do, Bender. But I trust you and your powers of deduction. And now, more than ever... The school needs a team like you. All right. Well, the Baron's castle is a place of pleasures after all. Have fun. If you can. Try. The professor throws open the door and you see a desert. The sky is red. It is an eternal sunset. And the air blasts in at you. It's so dry, your eyes start to dry up as you like walk in. And you see a big castle. It's got like a big crenellated wall around the outside. And on the inside, there is uh, like a big building. Um, the courtyard is overgrown and thorny. You see like rose bushes uh, shooting their tendrils across. There's fountains that have since gone out of uh, function. And as you look around, you see corpses, hundreds of them littering the ground. In fact, as you walk, you can't help but crunch the bones around. They all look human and they're all wearing a masquerade mask. Some of them are grotesque. Some of them are malformed. Some of them are cute, sexy, like swans and frogs and other animals. Some of them look deeply unhuman. What was the name of this room? 
Well, this is the Poe room, of course. Naturally. Can I bend down and pick up one of the masks? Yeah, you grab one. It's a, sort of like a plague doctory mask, but it's in colors of like green and yellow. It's garish, but it looks functional. Um, can I sniff it to smell like if there's any like poison or anything on it? Yeah, you take a deep sniff. Go ahead and give me a roll. This would be flight. Like fight? fight? Yeah, if you're doing like a physical thing where you're just smelling it, yeah, fight. Okay, a 12. You smell it, and what you smell is death. The desiccated, rotting corpse that was wearing it before. These bodies are dry, mummified. There's no liquids in them at all. Um, There's no poison or anything on the mask. Uh, but it just kind of smells like gross dead people. Okay. Did you get anything like like did they stumble out here from the castle? Like what happened to these people? Okay, can you make me a a flight or a flirt roll. A seven. You are not sure what uh, these people were doing, but you notice there's not a lot of clothes. Sometimes people have like a loose robe or um, maybe like lingerie, but the bodies are not fully dressed. You notice with your horny brain. Is it just me or all these skeletons naked? It's a lot of hot skeletons, yeah. Just bones right on out. Just popping out. Standing tall sometimes. Laying, a lot of them laying down, but some of them. Bones. The professor is like, all right, friends. I'm going to close this door. Remember you get into trouble i am here i thought you said you were going to go through it too oh absolutely not i've got quite a bit of reading to do and he like slaps down his stack of books on monster law so are we just supposed to figure out how they died (laughs) no we have we have to go forgive the heart then we have to look for the, the baron that too There are many secrets in this castle. I would like you to go, see what you can find, and return to me. Think of it as training for a more dangerous dungeon. I am sure this is not the first or last time you will have to explore the depths beneath this room. Glad I don't have to stay wet anymore. All right, let's do this. Oh, yes. You may want this, Kimmy. The professor hands you a water bottle. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Good luck. And he shuts the door behind you. Okay, well, if I was the Baron, 
I would definitely hang out in the castle. My castle. And not out here with a bunch of dead bodies. And I bet if that is his castle, then the Baron would know where the heart is. Makes sense. Let's head in. All right. You wade through the sea of human remains outside. You look around. There really don't seem to be any monsters. Um, if there's anything you would like to look at about the outside of the castle or the surrounding environment, uh, let me know. We can make a roll. Yeah, I'll look around in the environment. Okay. You said it was like red sand, arid, probably environment. Yeah, it looks like a desert. Um, the sky, the sun doesn't seem to be moving at all. It seems to be a permanent state of red. And as you walk towards the castle, you feel the wind blasting across your face. Um, it seems like the only refuge in this really desolate, barren area is the big red castle. It's wall imposing, but the gate in the front is open. You can see all of the castle revelers kind of spilling out. As if they were trying to get out the front of the castle? Some of them seem to be coming out. Some of them seem to be going towards the castle again. Some of them look as if they've crawled their last few inches toward the castle, some of them away. I'm, I'm sure that's going to be important later. Lily, you seem like a, a Poe head, you know. Um, I am not. I know nothing. Damn it. There's got to be secrets in one of those books. If only I knew how to read and had eyeballs. I'm kidding. I know how to read. As you all approach the front of the castle, you see this big, um, what do you call the gate thing in the front of the castle? Gate thing? The big gate uh, thing in the front big of the gate castle. Thing, yeah. <laughs> it's wide open. And suddenly out of the front doors of the building within the castle grounds, you see about 10 masked people busting out. They've got glasses of wine. They're yelling and shouting. Two of them appear to be daring one of them to walk further outside. And you see them approaching the front of the castle. They're shouting, they're yelling. Uh, it's really disorderly and drunk. They're human. Do they have clothes on? Some of them are wearing clothes, some of them are not. The person who is being dared to go outside of the castle is mostly naked except for a pair of assless traps. And these are humans? They all look to be human. Perhaps they know where this uh, baron is at heart. Yeah, maybe you should talk to them. We put on one of these masks first, just in case they uh, don't want to get spooked. They don't want to find a mask. Uh, put it on and go over. Okay, what kind of mask do you choose? There's all sorts, from like a full coverage mask to like a little skimpy uh, masquerade ball type mask. There's all sorts of animals or creatures. Um, I'll take the most uh, innocuous looking full covered one. 
Okay, you pick up sort of a plain white mask. It just covers your whole face, and it's got a smile twisted onto it. Alright, I'll put it on. That will look. Properly creepy. But, you know, not in like a scary creepy way, but like in a sensual, like eyes wide shut kind of creepy way. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> I'm going to head over to the humans. Okay, is everyone else putting a mask on? What do you choose? I'm being simple that only covers the eyes and is pink. Very okay. simple. Pink to match your horns. Uh, um, I'm gonna pick like a porcelain mask with like a jester thing on top. Oh, okay, perfect. I think I'm gonna pick the most like normal human-looking face I can find <laughs> to try and like distract from how weird and see-through the rest of my body is. Okay, you take a more human shape, and you find like just a regular mask of um, sort of a generic woman. Um, and you see she's wearing sort of like a toga, like a robe thing that covers a lot of her body, should you want to take that as well. I'll start with that, sure, yes. Okay, Bender, what you got? Uh, gonna have a mask with like a bunch of eyes, like biblically accurate angel. I love it, okay. Um, do the eyes go around the back of the head also? Is this a full head mask? Okay, cool. Okay, so you approach the party goers. One of them is just like laughing at the top of her lungs and chugging a glass of wine. The others are like, outside, go outside, I dare you. You can't take more than two steps. How close are we to them? They are about 20 feet from the big gate. They're all standing about the gate now. And and just so I'm clear on this, they're daring someone to run out of the gate to where we're currently standing. In a pool of dead bodies, yes. Okay. Alright. If we can get there without looking fucking weird, I just wanna like my hands around the shoulders of the one they're like daring to go out and be like, no, let's just go with like Just act normal. Yeah, just walk up and As soon as you touch him, uh, the guy sort of turns around and he's like, Oh, see, we could dare them. They've been outside. Do they look healthy? Like, they seem like they're not sick or... They just seem drunk, right? They just seem very intoxicated. There's nothing outwardly sickly about them. Why do y'all want to go out there? Oh, well, we've been in every room in this house. Let's extend the party. What else is there to experience? Um, death. Well, when you say it like that, yes, but you could also say it like, hmm, death? Yes, death may be exciting. I've never done it. It is exciting. Oh, my God. It's it's honestly not that, I mean... I hear it's not bad. It's pretty convenient, too. The guy with the asshole's traps looks at the two of you and he's like, I'm gonna do it. And he, like, starts sprinting out. (laughs) Hell yeah! 
You got this, man! Sometimes you only get to do it once, so we'll see. Savor it! He takes about two steps outside, and suddenly he realizes that he's so dried out. You can see his skin withering, turning leathery. And he turns around, and you can see panic, fear in his eyes. And he's scooting his little chaps back towards the, the mansion. He's trying to get back into the gate. Now he's on his hands and knees, crawling to get back to the gate. You can see blood pouring out of his mouth, pooling on the ground and soaking in immediately. I spritz myself a bit. That was hot. The rest of the revelers are cheering him on. Yeah, you can make it. No one seems to be perturbed at all. You, you don't see him uh, evaporating? I feel oh, he's he enlightened. He has blood. At least really okay with death, but this is, she's a little bit like looking at these humans like y'all are fucked up. I, you know what? I, I don't want to. I don't want to kink shame these people. That's fair. You know, but I tried it. It's not that bad. It's true. It's a cheer them oh, on, I guess. Hey, Yeah. Hey, why don't we all run out there together? The woman is like, yeah, and she like chugs the rest of her glass of wine. <laughs> oh yeah, let's all go together at the same time. They're following you. Hell yeah. Okay, you make it about three steps outside of the gate, and suddenly the humans on their knees, blood pouring from their mouths. Some of them keep following, like kind of excited about the new prospect of what's happening. They run until their legs don't work anymore, and they collapse and drop their little wine glass. I, um, I spritz them and cheer them on. You can do it! They're loving it. You're getting so far. Wow. Isn't this great? He's like choking on the blood coming out of his mouth. Woo! <laughs> You're almost cresting that hill. Ooh. One for you, two for me. One for you, two for me. You all seem to be all right going in, coming back out. It's dry. It's a desert. And Kimmy, you're probably feeling that more than anybody else here, but there's no blood coming out of your mouths. Bender's just doubled over losing her shit right now. I didn't know you die would make you the funniest serial killer. This is great. I just, you know, I, I wanted people to experience new things, and I'm so glad that I could help them, like, live out this fantasy. Wow. Yeah, they were like dominoes, just boop, boop, boop. Honestly, it was a lot easier than I thought it'd be. Like, I want to think about changing majors to Grim Reaping. Pretty good. I. Yeah, I might have a knack for this. Yeah, and a ghost and a slime. Like, Plus, I am pulling. Are... I'm I'm pulling off this robe like really well, right? I mean, you all see this too, right? You're doing okay. Real good. Okay. Yeah, okay. you look real good. Okay. That's it. Hell yeah. Okay. Are any of the hey. guests still alive? Um, not the ones that came outside with you. They all went with Kimmy. 
Uh, but you look inside of the, the big castle room doors and you see the grand hall is just packed with humans. They are running around, they're yelling. Some of them are more clothed than others. There seems to be like uh, a bunch of rooms upstairs. You see somebody dangling from a balcony who just sort of like falls off of it. This looks like the wildest party you have ever seen. I didn't know I was supposed to pack my cowboy hat today. This is about to be the best party ever. Right? And we started in poetry class. It was fucking lame. No offense. Jesus. Yeah. I was like, oh, here we go. Learn about English. Blah, blah, blah. Wow. Yo, Never should have doubted. I don't appreciate art. <laughs> so we're just inside the gate, right? We're not like inside the full castle? Yes, there's a courtyard around the castle. It's maybe 20 feet on each side, and uh, it looks like maybe there was a moat in there at some point, but it's been filled in. Um, can I walk towards, like, the front door or wherever it is? Yeah. Um, okay, you head up towards the front door. It's one of those, like, big, tall, rounded castle doors with the studs on it all the way down, and the doors are wide open. You see this big entrance hall is... Uh, like bathed in a yellow light and then as you look in you see like giant halls and big rooms each of them a different color of light you can see more on the second floor okay um i'm gonna be like whoa guys this thing is huge and massive there's so much in here you had me at huge Where's the Baron going to be, though? This is a lot of people, and the Baron could be anywhere. Should we do, like, room by room? Should we split up? I think there's way too many rooms to do room by room. But there seems to be a second floor, so I don't know if, like, maybe he'd be in his bedroom or, like, an office of some sort. Like a penthouse suite. As you all are talking, uh, you look to your right and you see a room that's like bathed in pink. And uh, you look this way because there's like screams coming from it, screams of like pain and fear. And then suddenly those screams turn into pleasure and excitement. That sounds a good place to start. Yeah, that sounds like a good room to me. I think we should walk over there. <laughs> yeah, let's check it out. Okay, you all head over that way. You see to the right, a, a blue room. You're not sure what's happening in there. It's pretty quiet. To the left, um, you see uh, a green room. You hear yelling coming from there, an argument. Listen closer. You never loved me anyway. What are you talking about? You've been sleeping with her. And from the pink room again. Ah, ah. Okay, I'm just saying the pink room sounds real fun. Uh, yeah, I'll go with you. I'll follow your lead. Let's do it. Please. Okay. <laughs> Anyone who wants to walks into the pink room. It is 
padded on the walls with like a sort of white padding that's all reflected neon pink from the light in here. Um, you see people um, on every surface. Um, there are people on the floor, on the rug in front of the fireplace. There are some people on a bookshelf. Um, every surface in this room is covered in people engaging in sensual role plays. You can see many of them have like costumes. Some of them are like doing a little doctor role play over on the side. Some of them are doing um, like a chase scene. Um, there's a circle of people who are doing what looks to be like a little ritual scene. There's like rose petals around and someone is reciting a chant. Over in the corner, you see somebody uh, with little pony hooves on. You've got a, a dom whipping them with a little um, riding crop. Yeah, I knew there'd be some BDSM fun going in here. <laughs> Do you see that? They're in costumes. I, I could like blend in here. Totally. What should I say I am? I'm a... Uh, I'm a an goddess, alien. maybe? <laughs> <laughs> an alien goddess. You say that and someone overhears you. Their eyes turn to you. Wow, I knew the ancient aliens were right. Worship me for the knowledge you now possess. They fall to their knees in front of you. Yes, goddess, what shall we call you in our devotion? Kim... Me. Kimi, our goddess, our teacher, our learned master. What can we do to please you? Uh, I'm gonna hike up the robe a little bit, stick my foot out to them and be like, um, start worshipping my feet for even stepping on your dirty planet in the first place. One of them immediately sort of like rolls over and puts their face beneath your feet. Step on me, goddess, please. I try to simulate as much weight as I possibly can. Oh, goddess, your foot is so moist. Uh, I like try and press down <laughs> to like give myself more weight. He can't talk anymore. He's smushed under. <laughs> I want to be like, are you saying negative things to your goddess? <laughs> he like smushes his mouth out. I love moist. <laughs> That's right. Of course you love moist. <laughs> One of the worshippers turns towards you and says, are you a goddess as well? <laughs> um, yeah, sure. <laughs> How should we worship you? Um, get on all fours. Let me ride you. <laughs> they immediately hop onto all fours. They're like, Goddess, please ride me. Ride me. <laughs> I'm going to saddle up, throw a leg over, and let them crawl around the room with me on top of them. They are so enthusiastic about this. They're like doing a little bucking act. They're like running you around, showing you off to people. I, I want to like spank their butt every time they buck. They start doing it more. <laughs> Here's my horse role play, y'all. That's Enjoy. pretty good. <laughs> I really fucked up by not bringing my cowboy hat today. 
Big yeehaw hours. Big yeehaw <laughs> hours. As you are, you gotta bring it everywhere we go. You do. You need the pink hat. As you are starting to engage in this play with people, you feel um, drawn to it. You feel like you are becoming the pink room, this sort of like sensual role play. You're falling deeper into the role. I don't mind. I've got two feet. You there. Get over here. And you, you're a chair now. They hustle to be your furniture. One of them is like rubbing your other foot. It's pretty nice. I hope the Baron's not in here, but for right now, I'm going to look. You look around. They look to all be human. Although you don't know, maybe the Baron is human. Oh, yeah. We don't know what the Baron looks like. Could be any of these people. Do we see any like paintings on the wall or anything that would like look like the Baron? Hmm. Give me a flight roll as you are being paraded around the room. Um, you saw the other person doing pony stuff. The other Dom like also hops onto their pony and comes over and rides with you and is like trying to make their pony like nuzzle yours. Yes, I love it. Um, okay, flights. Twelve. You're a little distracted by the pony business, and you feel yourself getting more sucked into this role play. You're like looking around, like where's the saddle? I need a, uh, some spurs. And then you see on the wall a painting. It's like twelve feet tall, so it's hard to miss. And it is of this castle. You see, it's the front room. It's all yellow, but of course the pink lighting is making it look strange. And you see someone standing up on the balcony, overlooking the festivities. They're wearing sort of like a really gaudy, uh, big red royal type crown. You know, the ones with like the fur around the outside. Yeah, yeah. Can I tell like any features of him? Like, is he pale or like empty skinned or like red eyes or something? I don't know. He looks pale. Um, he's got short hair. You can see that. Um, it's hard to see very much because he's small up on the second part of the balcony, but since the painting is so big, you can tell those details. Okay. Um, hey, Kimmy, come look at this painting real quick. Cherry, you're a horse now. Scoot. Hey! <laughs> scooting over there. <laughs> okay, what am I looking? Oh, wow, I see it. Okay. Yeah, look at that guy on the second floor. I think that might be the Baron. It probably is, but that just looks like a human. Yeah, doesn't look doesn't monstrous. Like no, and pale and short hair fits a lot of these profiles. You're right. Okay. We have to get to the second floor. We need a closer look at the painting. Okay. Are you attempting to leave this room? Yes. Roll me a flirt roll. Anybody who stepped into the room and was playing, roll me flirt to leave. Okay. Evelyn, you hop off of your pony and you start walking towards the door. You give them a little pet and... Tell them thanks for playing, and 
you start to head out. But Kimmy, suddenly you're stepping on your followers again. Yeah. You are invested in shoving your foot in their mouth. Hell yeah. I mean, I don't have to leave. If I, if I pile enough of them down underneath my feet, I could rise to the second level anyway. I, I need more worshippers. Get over here. Get over here. They come over and they start making like a cheerleader stack for you to climb on top of. Put my toes in every one of their mouths on the way up. Thank you, goddess. All right, try- um, do I notice that Kimmy hasn't left? Yeah. You turn around and Kimmy was right behind you. And then you see Kimmy climbing up on a human pyramid. Um, I'm going to be like, Kimmy, I don't think that's the way to the second floor. I'm I'm already closer than you are. <laughs> Just This is going to work. Hey, remember, tri- triangles are strong shapes. Triangles. Very good. Okay. <laughs> How are you going to get through the, the ceiling, Kimmy? I'm a ghost. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I guess I leave her and walk into the hall. Okay, you join the rest of your group in the big yellow hallway. Um, you look back and Kimmy is uh, a few levels taller on the stack. Kimmy, what are you up to? Um, how close to the ceiling am I? Am I, like, making any strides at this at all? Well, this room did have a 12-foot painting in it, I said earlier, so it's Mm -hmm. a pretty tall, like, vaulted ceiling. Mm -hmm. Maybe about halfway there, I would say, on this stack. There Mm -hmm. are enough humans in this room, if you piled them all up, you would be able to get up there. Mm. Humans are pretty weak, and although I am a ghost, I don't know that they could really hold each other up. (sighs) Okay, I'm going to start climbing down with the intent of leaving the room. Okay, give me another flirt roll. Seven, you're about halfway down, and then you see over to the side a very strong looking man. And uh, he's got um, two women on his shoulders, and he's doing sort of like a little uh, steal you away role play with them. Oh my gosh, okay. You, human, <laughs> you're very well suited for this task, and I need you for my divine purpose. He turns over towards you, like swinging the people on his shoulders around. They're both naked. Bring them like, to. Woo! Don't even have to put him down. Just bring everyone. He comes over and he like gets on one knee. How may I serve you, goddess? Okay, so just like in ancient aliens, build the pyramids. Ah, yes. The instructions we needed. I could never have thought to build a pyramid myself. Thank God for me. Okay, um, the strong guy sort of starts instructing people to build like solid corners and like... uh, telling people to use their knees instead of their back. And the pyramid gets stronger. You're about five feet from the ceiling when you reach the top of it. Okay, I'm gonna climb I'm gonna climb up to the top of my pyramid. Okay. You can peek your head through the ceiling if you stand up straight. I'm gonna attempt to stand up straight and peek my head through the ceiling. Okay. You emerge in an entirely purple room. It's like a deep violet. And you look around and you see tables, 
all of them are just like covered in glorious feasts. There's a Christmas feast over here, Thanksgiving feast over here. There's a ham, like a whole hog roasting over the fire in this side of the room. And you see people just stuffing their faces. And as soon as they finish a plate, it almost magically fills up with food again. Okay. It's pretty cool. Ghost now, so, you know, eating's not really a thing I can really care about anymore. But, you know, it's been a while since I had something. I'll pop my head back down into the pink room, tell everyone, you know, okay, go back to doing orgy stuff for now. I'll, I'll be back later to tell you about physics. And like, our <laughs> goddess leaves us. <laughs> yeah, my my planet needs me, and I'm going to climb up to the ceiling. They immediately start organizing into a weird cult religion about it. A lot of foot stuff involved. Wow. <laughs> this is great. Okay, so Kimmy, you are up in the purple room. Let's move back to the yellow hallway with everybody else. What are you up to? Um, I'm looking for stairs. Okay, you turn around. There's like a big staircase that goes up to the second floor and the balcony around. Um, you see right next to the staircase is an orange room up at the top. And then there's the violet room, the, the pink one that uh, Kimmy is in. The orange room is upstairs next to the stairs or downstairs next to the stairs? Upstairs. Downstairs, we've got yellow, green, blue, and the pink one. Okay, so I'm going to ascend the stairs and peek into the orange room. Okay. This orange room is filled with machinery. There are humans sort of strapped to tables, uh, strapped to the wall. Um, and they're all, like, eyes closed, deeply lost in the sauce of what they're doing. And they're totally naked. And they're all uh, attached to these machines that look like, almost like a CPAP machine, you know, like strapped to them. And it looks like it's extracting fluids. Uh, everyone with titties has got one on either side. And then everyone's got one strapped to their genitals. You have reached the milking room. Uh, guys, come look at this. It's a little weird. I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> Lily will come up. Oh, God. <laughs> there are a couple of empty tables, and there's someone coming by with a bucket full of assorted fluids. Are they mixing that all <laughs> in the same bucket? Just can't. <laughs> uh, one of the attendants puts the bucket down and he says, come on over. We have some free tables. I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to find out if the undead could get pregnant. <laughs> I'm not touching that. Oh, baby. <laughs> he picks up his bucket and is like, all right, fair enough. Oh, God. What's the next room that we come across? Okay. Um, we will move to the next room. I just saw the time. Uh, we'll do our little five-minute break first, and then we will move to the next room, which I believe is on the top level 
we did orange, and then there's the purple one right next door. Kimmy inside. Okay, so we'll be back with more weird milking room stuff later on. Hey, monsters. We are back. And we have just left the orange room of the castle uh, with lots of people strapped to tables and their fluids extracted. So, it is time to move to the purple room. Kimmy's head has popped out of the bottom. You look around and no one even seems to notice you. They're too deep in their food. All of them feasting, gorging themselves. And they seem to never get all the way full because they don't stop eating. This, this is kind of cool. Like, I definitely could have got into this like last week. Okay, where's the door though? Oh, wait. That particular table over there looks mighty fine. I have an idea. I'm going to go slide over to that table. And I'm going to kind of like slip up on top. Okay, you come to this table and it's like an Ethiopian-style feast where there's like a big plate of bread and all of the foods are piled on top. Mm -hmm. And Kimmy, you slide your slime right on top. Yep, and uh, if I can, I want to like try and form up instead of like a cube, take a jello mold shape. Ah, okay, so you're a little round wiggly jello yep. mold in the yep. middle of the table <laughs> in, in aspic. Yes, yes. Okay, as you are in here, you see your friends at the doorway. Um, and friends, you come to the doorway and you see Kimmy on the feast table. Jello wiggling. I, yeah, I give a little jello jiggle. They're eating her! Yeah, but it feels good! Someone oh, comes cool. in with a fork and grabs a huge piece of you, Kimmy, and uh, starts shoveling it in their mouth. Did y'all find the Baron yet? Not quite. Can you feel yourself inside them? Yeah. It's like warmish and wet-ish. You know, I, 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 it's ghost senses, so, you know, it's a little kind of wiggly. A bite of Kimmy off the Yes, I taste so good. Lily, come take a bite of me. Okay, Lily, you step into the purple room and you come in and you, are you going to use a, a fork? reaching for a fork are you going to no no i'm going like kind of like icing lick from my cake oh i try and like pile a nice little earl dollop right onto lily's finger just for you mm -hmm. see you're delicious <laughs> oh it tastes a little slimy going down uh but sweet mm-hmm the last thing I ate was a pineapple. Oh. <laughs> Don't care. Suddenly, Lily, you fill yourself with the hunger. You want more of it. You reach out for another handful of Kimmy. Yes, take a take two handfuls, Lily. Oh yeah, Lily, we'll go right in. Yes, eat me. All right, Kimmy, you are about half eaten, and you are wiggling in your jello mold. You're wiggling in people's stomachs, and the guy who's like uh, using the fork on you over here is like, "Whoa!" He goes for back from water. Oh, so nice. Uh, wait, the Baron. 
is he in here? Can I sense him from the inside? Mm, interesting. Um, you do have some skills that would allow you to know who was eating you, I guess, in this moment. I hadn't thought about how this would work if somebody ate you. Uh, but your power is that anything that you eat inside of your slime, you can sort of determine who touched it recently and mm -hmm. what's yeah. going on with the object. Yeah. yeah. So you activate that same sense and you feel the feast inside everybody's stomachs and you expect it to be, um, you know, rich and greasy and buttery. You know, everything looks delicious here. Um, but it doesn't feel like that at all. It feels thick and viscous in a way that is not food-like. And as soon as you get over that, you uh, think about the Baron. And you think maybe you're searching for somebody who's not human. Everybody whose stomach you're in seems human. There have been four or five people who came by and took a big bite out of you. You can also feel Lily. Ooh. From the inside. Lily, you feel so good inside. Not the first person to tell me that. Yeah, you're not as warm as everybody else, but it's so nice. Wait, we should we should probably go. I don't think the Baron's in here. I'm so hungry. Okay, we'll eat the rest of me and let's go. Okay, Lily, you are chowing down. You get about thirty percent of Kimmy in your stomach. Uh, you don't feel full. You don't feel satisfied. You're still hungry. Can I take some of my ghostly bits out of other people's stomach to give to Lily? Yeah, you sort of think about it and focus on reconglomerating your slime and you let it go incorporeal and it slides out of people's stomachs like a little gooey green rope coming out of their belly buttons towards Lily. Freaky cool. <laughs> All right, Lily, you open up and the gooey slime ropes go in. <laughs> It's like licorice, y'all. It's not gross. I promise. We're so lucky that Kimmy died. Never thought I'd say that. Honestly, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> okay. If you would like to attempt to leave the purple room, give me a flirt roll. Kimmy, although you are not ambulatory in this moment, you will still have to make the roll. Okay, you barely make it. Uh, Lily, you are staring at the table with the, like, big platter of beans and rice and all the delicious foods. Um, you manage to tear yourself away for a second, and then you see your friends in the yellow hallway. Behind them, on the chandelier, there's two humans swinging around, trying to have sex on the chandelier. You manage to tear yourself away from the tables and walk out. Kimmy, you don't have a lot of choice in the matter as you are currently inside Violet, but uh, you and all of your conglomerated slime <coughs> also managed to walk out. I would say that was a big help, you know, just kind of being content with, with sliding around inside Lily. Okay, now that you are outside the room, you feel this like hunger compulsion end. And Lily, you are so full. There's a lot of Kimmy in there now. 
Okay, we had fun, and now you got it. Now you gotta go. Okay. All right. All right. I'm squeezing out. I'm squeezing out. Just breathe. <sighs> okay. And out of Lily's mouth and belly button, ropes of kidney come out, and you reconstitute. You have lost your rope, however. I don't know what I thought would happen at a dinner table, but that. That was a lot of fun, right? Yeah, I'd do it again. Okay, all right, awesome, awesome. Maybe we'll have like a like a, a fun day potluck. Kimmy oh, yeah. potluck. Kimmy <laughs> potluck in the student lounge. Okay, so you all are in the hallway now, and this yellow room is just like full of excited people. Uh, somebody comes over and like hands you a big carafe, like a crystal carafe of wine, and uh, it's like, hey, drink! You all aren't drunk enough! We're here to party! <clears throat> I, could, I could use the top, top off, and I'll take a drink. Yeah, Lily was going to. Chaz, somebody comes over to you and they've got three wine glasses and they're holding them all carefully. Here, take one. Oh, uh, sure. You wouldn't happen to know where the Baron is. I think he was looking for a drink. Oh, the Baron. <laughs> well, behind that big door, of course. I look towards where they're pointing. This almost doesn't look like a door. It is like a black void where a door might be. It looks entirely dark on the inside. Interesting. Okay, I'm gonna take the drinks and say thank you and take them back to the rest of the party. Chug it, chug it, chug it. <laughs> I'm gonna chug it. Yeah, and he like takes both of the other two cups of wine that he had in his hands and like throws them back too. You, um, can you roll me a fight or a flight roll, Chaz? Thirteen. You drink this, and it doesn't really feel like wine. You know, normally one drink of wine doesn't get you totally smashed, but you're starting to feel really buzzed. That wine's got you like a little hot around the collar, and uh, you're looking around, and this kind of looks fun. Maybe you want some more. Okay, I'm loosened up, and I'm looking for more wine now. Kimmy's got a big carafe in hand. Oh. Hey, uh, you gonna nurse that all night, or are you gonna uh, finish that up? <laughs> I mean, I don't really need to drink it. Do you want some? You can help me with it. I'll take it really fast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's yours now. <laughs> Jimmy, you took a little sip also. I did. Can you roll me fight or flight? You are uh, over the effects of this place at this point. You've been eaten and uh, reconstituted, and you are still reeling from that experience. Uh, the drinks have no appeal to you in this moment. I've been the drink. I know what it's like, man. All right, Chaz. 
you suddenly have an impulse to like run, do a little jump, leave a footprint on the wall or something. Um, I'm gonna spin around and start jumping. Okay, you with your brand new shiny legs do a little spin around and you like hot kick the wall. You leave a Chasworth boot print. Damn, that was cool. I didn't know you knew how to do that. Uh, me neither. Just uh, really feeling myself right now. Yeah, you need me to spot you? I'll be like a little mattress. Oh, hell yeah. Alright, let's do it again. Alright, you go a little higher, Chaz. Can you roll me a fight or a flight? A 14. This one was maybe pretty good, uh, but it looks like you have reached your limit. No higher. The Kimmy mattress didn't have to get used. Damn. But also, that's probably good. Okay, the rest of you look around the top of this area. You see the black void of a room um, with no color inside. You also see a blue room, a white room, and the, the purple and the orange rooms upstairs as well. Check out another room, I guess. It, I mean, that big scary room is where the, the Baron is, right? Yeah, we're not in any rush. Nah, that's right. That one can Let's wait. Let's check out the white room. <laughs> all right. Okay, you all right. head towards the white room. Um, it is sort of the same as the pink room below, with the like padded white walls. Uh, but this time, it's all lit almost too brightly. You walk in and you are washed out. Um, you wish you had sunglasses. It's so bright. And you look around suddenly, and you can see. Sort of like the milking room, there are tables and people are strapped to them, but they all have a partner in front of them, and all of them are standing at attention. The partner in front of them comes close, almost kisses them, moves back. They touch just a little bit and pull their hands away. They start stroking and they stop. They put just the tip in and they pull it back out. People on the tables like writhe and swerve and like beg for it. Yeah, absolutely. A tease and denial room. <laughs> this one's not for me. I'm a I'm an all in kind of girl. All in Lily, yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> As you are standing at the doorway, you see somebody strapped to a table with no partner. Um, she is totally naked, and she's like, please, please, touch me just a little. I'm gonna go over and touch her. Okay, she, as soon as your hands are on her, she responds immediately like, oh, yes, more, more. I'm gonna pull my hand away and be like, no. Oh, I'm desperate. I would do anything, please. She's like tugging at the restraints, trying to get closer. Okay, I take my hand and I slowly like go over her like belly, like up towards her sternum. You see like goosebumps appear on her skin. Uh, and she's like, 
desperately trying to get you to touch. Um, and then I pull my hand away. <laughs> oh, so cruel. <laughs> Look, it's kind of fun. I'm like, are you sure you don't want to, like, maybe tease a little bit? This is hilarious. <laughs> I, honestly, the problem's me. I have no willpower. I wouldn't be able to, like, stop. You know, I, I, all in or nothing. So, no, you have your fun. I'm, I'm good. Lily will come up to that same girl and just, like, play with her hair and, like, massage on her scalp. Her eyes roll back into her head with pleasure, and she, like, gets on her tiptoes on the table, trying to push it closer to you. No, no. And every time she, like, gets closer, I will stop. She is unable to stop, and so you are in, like, ten-second bursts of touch, and then she's, like, pushing towards you. Um, while Lily's doing this, I'm just touching, like, random inches of skin and then, like, pulling away right as she, like, likes it. Okay, you see her, like, shivering with pleasure, and she's, like, pushing her hips up to try and get off this table. Her arms are, like, very thoroughly strapped down. Lily's gonna go with, like, fingernails down the body, just lightly as I'm walking away. So, like, hands on her until literally no no way. Okay, so you are trying to leave the room, Lily? Give me a flirt roll. A 12. Uh, as soon as you take your hands off of her, she is, like, begging, and you see her eyes, like, connect with you, and she tries to pull you back in with them, but you resist the temptation, and you walk out. You hear her, like, calling for you, the pink one with the horns, come back. Lily gets out of the room, and, like, deep breath is just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Evelyn, what are you up to? Um, I see Lily leave, and I decide that it's also tied to leave, so I try to leave the room. Okay, a flirt roll. A ten. You are so close to staying. You see the temptation, and your hands move further on her body, and then you pull away. And she begs, and she gives you the same, like, desperate doe eyes, eye contact, come back, please. But you make it. You pull yourself away. Cool. I get out of the room and I look over at Lily and then I just start laughing. <laughs> that was too good. It was very fun. Okay. Back in the yellow hallway. Chaz, you're feeling pretty toasty. Pretty rowdy. What are you up to? Um... Chaz is like uh, dancing. He's got like arms on people's shoulders and he's doing a little like uh, rocket kick. Okay, soon you have a crew of like 10 people doing this dangerously close to the edge of the balcony. Big rocket kicks. Get closer. Get closer to the edge. Yeah! One of them gets a little bit too close and uh, almost falls over the balcony. Woo woo! Oh, pull them up. 
Yeah, show off those legs. Show them <laughs> off. Heck yeah, I'm gonna roll the pant legs up. Yeah, that's a nice calf. <laughs> the rest of the party is like, woo, legs up on the second floor. Show us more. Pants off, pants off. Pants off. It's a off. pants off party. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those glutes. <laughs> okay, to be clear, were these pants tear off pants or have you just ripped your pants? I have made regular pants tear off pants. Excellent. All right, Pantsless Chaz leading the Rocket um, party over here. Uh, you still have up on the top room, the, on the top floor, the blue room and the brown room and this dark black room, the void. I think I'm pretty possessed by the drink right now. You are, Chaz, you're on the sauce. You can try and pull away if you would like with a flirt roll. I don't think he would right now, he's feeling it. I didn't know you were such a lightweight, Chaz. That stuff hit you hard. Chaz, good stuff here. Think I bore that? Heck yeah, there seems to be a weirdly endless supply of it. There's somebody else with like a tray of like um, big beer steins and they're coming by. Yeah, have some. They hand one to you, Chaz, and one to you, Bender, if you take it. Bender's gonna down it. Okay. Uh, can you roll me? I think I did a, a fight or a flight for this one. A 29. You taste this and you notice that something's not right. You are a connoisseur of the monster drinks and you've never tasted anything quite like this. You sip it again. This tastes like blood not your preference Chaz, Chaz do you know that this is like some kind of fucked up blood I'm gonna inspect the, the drink you take a look that sure is uh, it's a little more viscous and you didn't really notice going down but you feel it in your stomach it's heavy, coagulated almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, well, I think I had enough of this right now. It's kind of sitting weird. That pulls you right out of it. The drink's gone bad. Yeah, blood doesn't really keep. Where'd my pants go? The raquette line over here is still going strong, and one of them has your pants sort of like tied around their head. <laughs> yeah, I'll let them have it. We should probably get everyone together and maybe go continue looking for this baron. Okay. You all walk um, down the, the side of the, the upper balcony, and you walk past the blue room. You look in, and there's people on big bean bags and couches just chilling. Nobody's really moving very much in that room. And the next one is the black room. You can't see anything in, even closer up. There is no light. Hmm. 
what's going on in here? I'll poke my head in the blue room and try and see if there's like any movement or action or any indication. You poke your head in and people aren't really moving, but suddenly you can smell something and the room's a little hazy. You look up and you can see like smoke floating through the rafters. And you see next to each one of the beanbags, there's a big like a hookah sort of machine. Each uh, person has like a little tube attached. Some of them are sucking on it. Some of them are just like laying there, blissed out. Nice. Okay. Um, I'll pull my head back out and uh, explain that to the people with lungs. Lung havers. This is for you. Um, Hell yeah. I want to stick my head into the black room. Okay. Evelyn, you poke your head in just a little, and you expect not to be able to see much. But as soon as you poke in, um, can I have you give me a flight roll? Because you have werewolf eyes, which I do believe could probably see in the dark. Okay, cool. Oh. <laughs> uh, you are not sure what you see. It's um, almost like a green vision? It doesn't look like your normal night vision. You blink a couple times. You can't really get your eyes to adjust right. You pull your head back out. You try and use your night vision from outside of the room. You can't really see. So I don't see, like, a couch or anything like that? Or, like, it's just, like, green blob? Yeah, you can't really resolve anything. Um, You see along the walls, maybe tubs or barrels, a lot of them stacked up. But you can't really see any details of like people in the room or anything. Okay, just a bunch of barrels. Okay, so then I pop my head out and then I turn to everyone. I'm like, I think there's more wine in here. Probably better than the blue room, right? And the Baron's in there. I think at this point, Bender is in the blue room, yes? Yep. Okay, what are you up to in there? Just hitting a hookah. Okay, you plop yourself into a bean bag and get comfortable, and you're hitting the hookah. It doesn't feel like tobacco. It feels like hydrangea. It gets you zoned out to that place where you aren't thinking of anything. You are just like looking at the ceiling, watching the little wafts of smoke draft around. You can roll a flirt to try and remove yourself from this, but it feels so good. It is like the best hydrangea you've ever had. You are deep in this sauce. But it is going to be zoning out. Okay, so you're all in the hallway and debating what's going on in the black room. Suddenly you notice uh, Bender's not there. Start calling out for Bender. Bender! I'll try to get up? Was that a flight? A flirt roll to escape the clutches of these rooms. Ooh, you sit up, but then you breathe in a little bit of some uh, hydrangea that floated over from the beanbag next to you, and you look over at the person next to you, 
They look so comfortable. What if you just did two more minutes? You laid your head back down for just a second. Gonna like fall into the pillow there and just continue. She come over here. Continue. towards the sound of the voice into the blue room. Okay. Chaz, uh, you can choose to sample the hookah if you want, but you are not automatically sucked in. This room requires participation. Hmm. Uh, for now, I'm not, because after the, the wine experience, uh, like, uh, hey, Bender, I think we're trying to get to the, the Baron in there, trying to maybe get out of here. Oh, yeah. Continuing. <laughs> so you you good here? Or you want us to come back or something? Oh yeah, I was gonna get up. Okay, try me another flirt roll, Bender. Let's pull you out of the couch lock. A twenty. You nailed it. You have experience with this. You know exactly what it takes to self-motivate to get out of this little comfy spot. You got shit to do. You got a baron to find. Petra's gonna just hop right up on her feet and go up. Yeah, thanks for that. Mm -hmm. Stay away from that wine, too, by the way. It's kind of nasty. It's going bad. Okay, you all move towards the black room at the end of the hallway. Evelyn, your eyes are sort of adjusting now. You can see a little bit in there. It almost looks like there's like science equipment, like the kind of stuff you would see in the, the lab under the school. Um, okay, can anyone else see this? No, right? Would anyone else have dark vision? Okay, so then I tell them, I'm like, hey, you guys, there's, like, some weird lab equipment in here. I don't know. Okay, are you stepping in? Yes. I'll okay. go in, yeah. Uh, Kimmy, you are completely blind in here. You can't see anything. But Evelyn... You notice that in addition to the lab equipment, there's a couple of floodlights and a little switch on the ground. Um, like one of those that you have to like pull. Okay, I pull the switch. Okay, it's still dark in most of the room. So Evelyn, you're the only one who can see the casks along the walls and like um, chemical tubing and stuff like that going to them and connected. But now everyone can see in the center of the room there's a man sitting at a desk and um, there's like a bunch of fancy chairs in front of it. There's like a couch. Uh, it almost looks like a therapist's office mixed with like a science lab. Is this guy alive? Yes, he is. And in fact, Kimmy, you think you recognize him. He's not wearing the big red floofy crown. You think this is probably the person from that painting. 
shit, Evelyn. It's the Baron. Holy crap. Um, should we do something? He finishes writing his little page and he looks up. Hello. <clears throat> you like to write in the dark. I'm so sorry for interrupting you. That's quite all right. The Baron is like a very soft-spoken man. Um, he's tall, maybe a little too tall. He's very thin and he's got like kind of a haughty air to him. He's wearing very fancy looking clothes, very prim and proper and ironed. Uh, Take gonna... a minute to think. And then I'm like, are you a vampire? <sighs> I see you have discovered my great secret. Okay, mission mission's complete. Let's go. Let's yes, go. yes. You have discovered many things <laughs> from my house. I've been tracking your progress. It's not often that I get visitors. You literally have a house full of visitors right now. Yes, yes, but they're all human. I know you. You smell different. Never smelled anything quite like you. And then he looks to the rest of you, but you all... Hmm. Undead. Reconstituted. A werewolf. A succubus. An interesting crowd. Tell me, what are you doing in my red castle? It's actually a school assignment. Funny you should ask. <laughs> you must be from Monsters University. Well, how can I help? Uh, well, actually coming here was like 20% of our English grade. Um, so, you know, if you could give us a, a good grade, that would be good. Your English grade? Ah, Professor Ayard must have sent you. What a strange friend. Now, why would he do that? There was talk about discovering some kind of secret promise he's made, but can't discuss. Hmm, so interesting. <laughs> the professor sends me to do his dirty work. Well, how do I know you're telling the truth? And why should I give away my secrets for free? Why would we lie to you? Exactly, yeah. Also, that's a really <laughs> weird lie to make up. It is. It was very specific. You seem genuine. But you have to understand, if I just gave away my secrets to everyone who came, I'd have none left. Can I have everybody Any other people roll, come here? Everybody roll a flight for me. He leans in, and the Baron says, Well, the only visitors I get are people who want something from me. I understand my presence creeps people out. 
Not, I mean, not us, obviously. <laughs> you seem to enjoy my castle, my pleasure palace. It's really nice place. Um, I was I was actually a, a big fan of the purple room myself. That was very nice. Thank you. Um, yes, I was watching. Yes, I was watching. We have an audience. I hope you enjoyed the show. I have to admit I did. Well, perhaps I wouldn't be giving it away for free. Mm. Oh, you're so generous, Baron. Oh my gosh. Okay, so those of you who rolled above uh, 15, so everybody except for Bender, you hear. It's like thumping. Sounds like it's below you, but instead of the like kind of raucous thumping with the party outside, it's like regular. Um, I'm gonna get on all fours like a dog and like lean down to hear it. You hear it closer. Sounds like stone shifting, crunching. It keeps that regular beat up. Uh, Chaz, do you hear this or is it just me? Yeah, I hear it. Is that coming from the floor? That under us? The Baron hears you all discuss it. Sounds- he sort of changes in his face to be like um, almost emotionless. You hear nothing. No, like you don't hear that that thumping. Yeah, I think no. your I think your secrets down there knocking on the the floorboards. Yeah, I definitely hear something. <laughs> Uh, speak- secrets are better buried. Trust hey. me. <laughs> yeah, uh, speaking about uh, better buried, there was a heart that was sinful and we were supposed to forgive it. Is that is that buried underneath you? Hmm. I see you will not leave until I tell you more. 20%, sir. 20%. It was 20% of our grade, sir. <laughs> We'll have to tell us a tale about Professor Ayard. Yes, I will tell you the tale of the heart of my castle. You understand, some things are better left buried, and digging at this will cause you much trouble. There are powerful people, the people who have silenced your dear professor. These people demand knowledge. They search at the expense of everyone around them. And, you know, I understand. You're in my premier laboratory of searching for knowledge. I am the blood sommelier for Monsters University, for the club below, for all of Monster Society here. Everyone partakes in my beverages. You're not impressed? Well, I suppose that I will get to the story at hand. The heart you hear beneath us. It is a captive trying to escape. 
20,000 feet below this castle. Or as close as I could get. Why is it trapped? The person trapped inside has secrets. Ilmenie, the witch, wishes nobody to know. The Baron suddenly stands up. And Evelyn, you're on the floor listening, yeah? Yeah. He comes over to you. He, like, is a little too tall. His limbs just don't quite look right and human. He hasn't put in the effort to, like, do a blush of life. He's just, like, extremely pale. And he comes and he kneels down next to you. In fact, you smell like the person below. Not your scent, your blood. That's werewolf. But he, like, tries to touch the side of your jacket. The crumbles of granite on your shoulder. You remember you were wearing this jacket last time you hung out with Ishtal. So it doesn't smell like werewolf. It smells like granite? Yes. You said it's 20,000 feet underneath. Like, how did you... Well, that's a bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> but it's deep below this castle. And the only way to get out is to dig through those layers of stone. Or use this key to unlock the staircase. Oh, okay. Can we have the key? No, absolutely not. <laughs> well, dang. Are you sure? I mean... 20% is 20%. Yes, yes, yes. Well, imagine what they would do to me if I let out this person. More I'm imagining now. Perhaps we ought to find out. It's been many years. Perhaps these secrets ought to see the light of day. It would be delightfully dramatic. That's yeah, true. Yeah, you gotta live a little. You know? Yeah, let loose. It's drama's good. Yes. Ah, did you go to my green room? Yes, the drama. No, I didn't see any of you there. Well, perhaps you can give me this drama another way. Hell yeah, let's put on another show for you. He pulls the chain out from his uh, fancy jacket collar thing, and he dangles it over you, Evelyn. If you do this, I must have a sample of one of your blood. You see, I've been crafting from these humans for so long. I'd like to hybridize. Find something with a little more piney, lemony scent, maybe. I need some new blood. Who volunteers? I'll give you some of my blood. Ooh, two of you, yes. He like hands the key over immediately and he like turns around and he goes for a big, like one of those comically big syringes. <laughs> he turns around, he's got it in hand. Yes, yes, come, come. Um, Lily's the other one that said yes. Yep. 
Okay, I'm gonna grab her arm and hold her hand and stick both of our arms out. <laughs> ah, yes! He grabs another syringe. And he, like, um, does a very silly, kind of mad scientist-y thing. Stabs them both in and fills them up. This will do nicely. I'm busy now. Leave. I must create a new formula. Ah, you bite with your fangs? How primitive. Ah, it's real hot. You should try it sometime. I have. I like my concocted brooms better. Come. Go, go, go. The entrance is in the back of this room. I'll turn on the light. He flips a little switch underneath his desk. And behind him, illuminated, is like a big stone door. Almost like the one on the front. It's got the big iron studs and everything. Um, except for all of the locks are on the outside. There's like four or five of them. All um, click shut. Ooh, and I've just looked at the time. You all will have to explore the basement of this place next time. That is all that we've got. So you have convinced the Baron to give up his key. And next week, or not next week, the week after next week, because next week is James Plays Magic. Okay, let's introduce everybody. So <laughs> this has been episode 21 of Monsters University. And um, these are my lovely players. Let's start here with Violet. I'm in October and I played Lily the Succubus. You can find me on the internet on most places as either Violet October or Violet October X. I'm Cassie Cummings. I got to play Kimmy Puddin' Pop, your absolutely favorite, now ghostly uh, slime girl, Gelatinous Cube. Uh, you can find me, uh, I'm now on, on Blue Sky, Cassie Cummings .bsky.social. Um, don't worry about that other bird site. Uh, you can Google me, and I'm also on the orange site, so search my name there, too. Hi, I'm Girlbot Div on most sites, uh, and I got to play Bender. Uh, you could Google Girlbot Div, or I am Div Savell, uh, S A V E L, on Twitch. Hey, I'm Ricky XSX Rails. I was Chasworth tonight. You can find me here on this channel a lot doing Magic the Gathering stuff, or on Twitter at Ricky XSX Rails. Hi. I'm Dominique Delirium, and I played Evelyn the Werewolf. Um, you can find me on most things as Dom underscore Delirium, or you can visit my website, DominiqueDelirium.com. Awesome. And I'm Jane Judge, and I got flustered trying to end this episode. <laughs> you can find me here at twitch.tv slash Jane Judge every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Some Tuesdays we do monsters. Some Tuesdays we do Jane Plays Magic, where I play Magic the Gathering with my cool nerdy friends. Um, next week is Jane Plays Magic, and the week after, we will be back to explore the basement dungeon of this castle. You can also find us at uh, twitch.tv slash suede collective on Thursdays. We do a replay of both Monsters University and Jane Plays Magic. So if you missed some of it, come by, hang out for that as well. Um, it's a great cause. The Suede Collective is a group that does uh, mutual aid and harm reduction in the form of cash grants and supplies like condoms and Narcan. Um, it's all free for sex workers. 
So if you're a sex worker, go check them out. If you have a little bit of extra money, go donate. Uh, every penny gets redistributed to sex workers in need. So it's really a great place. Okay, anybody else want to plug anything? All right, friends. I will see you next week at 7 p.m. sharp.